Hello beautiful soul and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I'm your host Dee and I'm always excited when I have a guest on the show. I love all of the guests that I bring on and today it is no different. We're going to be talking to the incredible Emily Jane from Empowered with M and I'm really passionate about this topic because it really is all of the fundamentals and the super important foundational basics of building a mindset that's going to allow you to live an empowered life. Now, Emily is a social media figure, a podcaster herself, and a business owner who is on a mission to show people what can be truly possible for them when they break out of their limiting beliefs and tap into their potential. She teaches you how you can start using personal development to expand your mindset and develop habits that we all need in order to feel successful in our business endeavors and personal life. All of the things I'm obsessed about with, right? But before we jump into the episode, I also wanted to let you know that online boss builder round two still at an incredible foundation price is open. So um, it is, I think you can get your early bird price before the end of this week. So it closes. Let me just check the dates. The early bird price does close as of the 30th of May. But look, if you are looking for a course that is a beautiful fusion of everything in a transformation, but also scaling your business to a six figure income in 12 months. This is your course. You, if you love my podcast and you listen to every episode, if you love my stories, if you love what I'm about this, honestly, this course has been a passion project of mine. Everything that I've known on how to build a business from the ground up and scale it online using the power of personal brand and a transformative mindset is all in here. I have never given so much value since I've started my business at such a low price. So I can't recommend enough you jumping onto the link in my bio or the link will also be in the show notes and checking out all of the lessons and modules and everything that's going to be included in this course because it is freaking phenomenal. So without waiting any further, I know you want to hear from M. So let's jump in and tune into this episode. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me D because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. I call you an expert on mindset. It is just what you do, live and breathe. So excited to chat with you today, babe. Let's start with what I like to start with is a bit of an introduction to you from your own words and a little bit about your story. What kind of led you onto this life coaching journey? 
Yeah, so my story is a bit of a fun one. I'm sure there's a lot of people who could probably relate to it in some way, depending on where they are in their own journey as well. But I definitely haven't always been a mindset and empowerment coach. I haven't always been a podcaster. I actually was an architecture graduate and I was working in the architecture industry already. And it was only last year that I actually made the switch and decided I'd make a massive change for my life. So basically I got my bachelor's degree in architectural design because that's the sort of path that I thought was laid out for me after I graduated high school. I was sort of told that, you know, you've got to go to uni, you've got to get a degree that's going to get you, you know, a good paying job and also security in the workforce. And so that's what I did. And that's what I was following. And it was only last year when I was actually studying my master's degree that I started to do a lot of self-reflection because I realized that I was really unfulfilled in that industry and doing that degree. Like I would literally be crying at my desk at nighttime, like trying to get through assignments that I really did not feel connected to or passionate about in any way, shape or form. And so it was before, it was actually at the start of last year that I launched my podcast, The Empower With Them podcast. And this was just a hobby. This was just a passion project for me at the time because I had been doing personal development for about a year at that stage. And I was like, you know what? I've learned a fair bit. Let me go and like transfer this and help other people because it, it had made a massive impact on my own life. And it was when I was having those nights crying about the degree I was studying or when I was sitting at work, like, you know, hustling away on my passion project when my boss wasn't looking, I really started to become aware of what it was I was doing and acknowledge the fact that I was far more passionate about this hobby opposed to this career that I was like, really deep into pursuing. And I, and I started to do a lot of self-reflection and ask myself, well, in five years time, if I'm in this same industry, studying the same job, am I going to be happy with the life that I was living? And the answer was no. So I decided that with six months to go on my master's degree, I'd pull the plug. My parents were a bit in shock. Um, my boss was a bit in shock when I rocked up in his office one day, like shaking and like with a piece of paper in my hand, like, and he knew what was coming. And I was like, I'm sorry, but I have to hand in my resignation because there is something that is calling me and I have to go all in on it. And so, yeah, I never looked back. It was um, end of last year that I, I officially walked out of my workplace for the last time ever. <laughs> I quit my degree, never going back to that, thank goodness. And I went all in on my business and was able to build something absolutely incredible for myself and so many other people, you know, all of the people that I now get to impact through what I'm doing. And that's sort of, I guess, it's not really in short, that's sort of like the story of how no, I became I a it. mindset and empowerment coach. I love it. And I can just hear, like, obviously the audience can't actually see you like I can, but you're just radiating like, and it, you, you can just really tell that you're embodying what you teach and you're so excited and passionate about it. It's actually really, really refreshing. And I love a story that starts with, you know, like we do, we have these, we, we all come from like different backgrounds and, and why we do what we do. And often it is that we start a business and then we, we build like we build it from there. We scale it. We think about what we're passionate about. We think about our ideal clients and what we want to do. I love those stories where it's not even intended to be a business, that it's quite literally just a passion project, something that you truly want to share. And I think there's nothing more authentic than that, than 
is there? Like mm-hmm. that is it. That just proves that this is your thing and you are on the right path. And I'm so excited for you. I want to talk to you about the certification that you are currently wrapping up. It is with the Jay Shetty School. And I'm sure that the listeners listening in would have heard that um, amazing name in the industry before perhaps they have read his book. What's your experience been like working with him? I, I don't know if you have contact hours with him, but yeah, I feel like he's a bit of a celebrity in the, in the certificate, in the life coaching industry, I should say. So share a bit about your experience. Yeah, definitely. So um, it's actually really exciting because even though I've only been in this industry for such a short amount of time, I'm actually working with so many different incredible coaches like Jay Shetty and Rob Dial himself also. So with the Jay Shetty certification course, you're not directly working with him. However, it's all built around his philosophy around who you are as a coach, like the ethics that you should carry, how you should serve your clients. And we have a monthly um, sort of live stream with him where we all get to send in our questions and he directly answers them for us, which is really fun when he starts responding and like says your name out loud and everything. But yeah, no, I absolutely love the, the course. For me, any course that I've taken part in has somehow just aligned itself with me. And like, mm-hmm. it's been a no brainer. I've been like, yes, this is exactly what I need right now. And so what I'm loving most about it is how much emphasis they put on, you know, the ethics that should come with being a coach and and how you should show up and serve your clients. It is very, very client oriented and making sure that we are going to give them the absolute best transformation and coaching experience possible, which is something that I really love about his approach to, you know, obviously training coaches in the industry. Oh my God. I am obsessed with that. Actually, let's go into that a little bit more. What have you learned about being an ethical or running your life coaching business in the most ethical way, having that customer and client experience front Mm. of mind? Because I think that that is just so important. And I have heard some really incredibly terrible experiences and I'll be honest with Mm. clients that have come to me with experiences that they've had with other coaches in the industry and I would love to hear your thoughts on what you've learned from your school on the importance of ethics and what really makes a phenomenal life coach in that sense. Yeah I think above and above anything else is acknowledging that the client is perfectly whole and complete as they are when they come to you. There is nothing wrong with them. Like if you are seeking out a coach, you don't have something wrong with you. There's nothing, it's nothing to do with you. And I think a lot of the time people can get the wrong perspective and think, okay, if someone's coming to me for coaching, they have a problem that I need to solve, but no, they don't have a problem. And the thing about coaching is you're both on an equal level as well. You're both equals within this relationship. It's a partnership at the end of the day. I'm not here to tell you to do anything. I'm not here to impress my own bias or experiences onto you either. What I do as a coach is simply help you find the solutions that are already within you. And this is something that is really, really stressed and and impressed on us within the Jay Shetty certification course is this understanding that a coaching relationship is a partnership of two equals and both parties are completely whole just the way they are. And all our job is, is to help bring out what's already within you that maybe you can't see right now because of the challenges that you're facing. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. How that aligns with me in like my business coaching is 
the it's so important for me that my business clients don't simply come to me for a cookie cutter approach or strategy. And I really am passionate about it. And if at any point I am sort of trying to give them that or projecting something that I believe is going to work for their business, I really am so mindful of this and make sure that I help them return back to their own intuitiveness and look within themselves because I know that the women I work with honestly have such like untapped potential and incredible strategies that haven't even been designed yet in business, how to scale them and how to grow them within themselves. And I try to also provide a framework and how to get them there and feel Mm. confident in trusting themselves. I think that's so important. And that is like, if I'm thinking about a, a life coaching mindset, even like some of the work that I do in trauma healing relationships, it is so important that you are a facilitator of the growth rather than the fixer or mm-hmm. yeah, I love how you spoke about being in a partnership and being on an equal level. Like a coach is not a guru. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's this misperception and maybe perhaps the way some coaches create their marketing where they almost Mm -hmm. become some sort of like God above human experiences creature and Mm -hmm. put them on a pedestal. And that's absolutely not the case. A good coach is human as fuck and as human as you are. They're just really great at helping you see some of your subconscious patterns and your Mm -hmm. beliefs and help you help facilitate you releasing and shedding them. So yeah, first of that, I love where that conversation went. So obviously your kind of niche, your expertise is all around the mindset. Tell me about why mindset and then how you help your clients, I guess, build um, a phenomenal mindset and how that helps them achieve their goals. Or what are some of the goals that I guess your clients come to you with? What are they wanting to achieve? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, the reason why I love to focus on mindset as my niche in particular as a coach is because, you know, obviously last year was a very transformative year for me. And I feel like the only reason why I was able to make the decisions and the shifts that I was able to make was purely because I had been doing the work on my mindset for so long. And it's not even just talking about my degree and leaving my job and all of that. But even, you know, when I lost relationships last year, I found that I was able to carry myself in such an empowered way where I didn't allow it to make me crumble. And it was because my my mindset was so strong that I wasn't going to allow something like that to have such an impact on me. And this is why I love to help people with their mindset also. And, and in particular, helping them really build self-belief in themselves. So that's one aspect that I am extremely passionate about focusing on. And that is because like you said yourself, everyone has such an untapped amount of potential within them, but it's just about being able to unlock that, right? And, and a lot of the time, the only thing that's stopping you from unlocking that potential is the amount of belief that you're putting in yourself to be able to succeed at whatever it is that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so for me last year, when I made my shift into this new career path, from the moment I decided what I wanted, I consciously chose to put 100% belief in myself that I would succeed and that I would get to where I wanted to be. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and I believe that that is the true reason why I have gotten the success that I have in the short amount of time that I have is because I removed the element of self-doubt, right? And, and this is what I love to teach my clients. So a lot of the time my clients are coming to me with the same sort of struggles, you know, lacking self-belief, having allowing fears to hold them back from doing the things that they want to be doing. Maybe they simply lack clarity around what it is that they want to do, right? And, and as a coach, I'm able to help them do the self-reflection and become clear on that. And then generally once they're clear, on that that's when we have to start working on the self-belief and the fears aspect also so um, a lot of my a lot of the time it's the same sort of things that I'm working through with clients but again in such different and and beautiful ways you know like everyone has their own goals everyone has their own struggles so even though it's the same sort of niche that we're working in everyone's journey is so different and that's the fun thing about being a coach I guess yeah so much fun tell me in your opinion where does self-belief lack of self-belief I should say stem from Mm. I truly believe that lack of self-belief comes from, you know, what we've grown up around. And a lot of the time it's not necessarily anyone intentionally pushing you down, but simply the way that you're perceiving the world around you. You know, were you brought up in a family that was always so supportive and telling you, yes, you can do anything that you want to do. Or were you brought up around, you know, people who were maybe telling you that, oh, you lack this or you lack that, or you suck at this. Like even in schools, right? Even in schools, I think that the way that the the education system set up and like grades and all of that, that can even have an impact on your self-belief as you enter the real world, right? Like if you get given a low grade on an exam, well, then you think that you're not good enough. You think that you're not smart enough, but that's not necessarily the case. You got that grade because they're marking you on one set criteria, one set way of thinking, and you might have an alternative way of thinking. So it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything wrong with you, but the way that you perceive that situation has enabled you to think that. So that's sort of my take on where a lack of self-belief can come from is the way that we're perceiving the different things that are going on around us as we're growing up and developing our own sort of, um, I guess, awareness and understanding of things. Yeah, amazing. And then those, I guess, perceptions and the events create our limiting beliefs, right? And I know Mm -hmm. that our work is probably different but similar in the sense of what we do may be different and how we do it. How do you work with clients to then rewrite those limiting beliefs or those misperceptions that they've created throughout their life that has created this lack of self-worth and confidence that doesn't allow them to move forward and take the action required to to reach their goals what are some of the work or even some tips on how our audience members can get started on rewriting those limiting beliefs Mm. So the process is quite simple. Like the steps that you take are really actually quite simple, but the real challenge is in diving into it, right? And and having to confront what comes up. Hey girlfriend, do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice, even though you know that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling? But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's okay, sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts so you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits, setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. You know the ones I'm talking about, guys. 
Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes when you are going through these processes. So if you're wanting to overcome limiting beliefs, first and foremost, what you need to do is work on your self-awareness and become aware of the fact that this negative self-talk, these limiting beliefs are there. Okay. So it's about paying attention to the thoughts that you're telling yourself. Are you telling yourself that you can't do something or that you won't be able to succeed because of this or because of that, right? Like pay attention to the specific words you're using and the language that you're speaking to yourself on, on an internal level. Mm-hmm. Right. So do the self-reflection. I love to do journaling as a way to really unpack my thoughts. And what you want to do is become aware of the thoughts you're using, the language that you're speaking, and then understand how they are limiting you. Right. Understand how they're limiting you, why they are there, where they have come from and what they're holding you back from doing. Okay. Because you want to get that full awareness around the thoughts that you're thinking. And that's the uncomfortable part, right? It's one thing to become clear on what your limiting thought is, but it's another thing to have to go deep and ask, well, why is this there? And why do I feel that way? And why is it making me do this? And all of that, that's the uncomfortable part for a lot of people, which is where a lot of the time coaches are sought out to give you that support. And I guess guidance through that challenge itself. But then after you've done that, after you've brought the awareness around what it is that you're going through and why it is you're going through that thing, then we start to rewrite them. And a lot of the time with limiting beliefs and negative self-talk, it's simply a matter of starting to speak and reinforce the opposite of what that negative thought was, right? And this is where empowered and disempowered thoughts come into the play. If you're thinking on a very disempowered level, you're thinking negatively. You're thinking like, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. If you think empowered, you're thinking I can do this. I can do that right so it's just flipping it taking that negative belief that you have that negative thought you have and reinforcing the opposite through affirmations mantras and and all of that amazing really i love this i love this stuff it's what i live for especially the subconscious mind work and the subconscious mind reprogramming i think one thing that i'm speaking to one of my clients is uh, about before is that mindset work can actually be quite simple. Sometimes the reason why you need to work with a coach is you don't know what to swap those disempowered thoughts are. You just don't know what you don't know. And we can help you facilitate that. The other reason why mindset work can actually be hard is because it can be this easy. And sometimes when things are so simple, we self-sabotage and assume that they don't work, don't create space and time for them. What would you say to people who really do need to work on their mindset but might be self-sabotaging in the sense that they're not creating the space and time to do the work, maybe they um, don't want to make the investment in themselves, again, either financially or with their time, or don't think this work actually really works because that's another, like it's this skepticality of it as well. I'm making up a lot of few words recently. I don't know if that is one, but it is now. But I hear a lot of clients that want to do the work, but then they don't want to pick up the book. They don't want to engage in the self-development because they think it's beyond, you know, that they're beyond repent, that they've got too much trauma, that they've got just this or that or too many external reasons for why they can't change. What would you say to those people? It's never too late to start, first and foremost. It is never too late to start. You know, no matter where you are in your journey, yeah, maybe if you're, you know, 20 years further down the line than the next person, there's going to be a lot more work involved, but that does not mean that you can't create change for yourself. It all comes down to how badly you want it. 
And this is like anything, right? Like I'm sure it's the same with when you're coaching people through business, their success really comes down to how badly they want to succeed. Mm. So the change that you're going to create for yourself comes down to how badly you want that change for yourself. How I like to think about, you know, future projecting and being like, okay, well, if I'm in the same place that I'm in now, five years from now, what are the consequences of me taking zero action between now and then, right? Where am I going to be? Am I going to be happy with that outcome? Am I going to be unhappy? Am I going to be struggling? How's my physical health? How's my mental health? How are my relationships going to be, right? So future project and ask yourself, what are the consequences going to be of not spending that 10 minutes a day journaling about how you're feeling, <laughs> you know, yeah. whereas you can also do the opposite and, and, and future project about the positives that could come, right? Like five years from now, if you did 10 minutes, it really doesn't take a lot to do self-work, right? You can listen to a podcast while you're doing your makeup, or you can journal for five minutes when you wake up in the morning. In fact, you don't even need to journal. You can simply say affirmations out loud. It can take you 30 seconds and you're done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it really doesn't take a lot, but think about all of that small activity compounding over the next five years, how are you going to feel? Like, what are you going to be doing? Who are you going to become, right? Like by taking that tiny little bit of consistent action each and every day, and that's all it takes. You don't need to be dedicating hours upon hours to self-growth. It's all about the small incremental progress that you're going to be making each day. Absolutely. And that is such a huge misconception, isn't it? That morning routines have to be two hours long, that you have to do the hour meditation. And, and again, something that if that is your vibe, go ahead. But for me personally, I never had that kind of time in my life to spend on my, on my own mindset. I never had an hour and a half morning routine. It has always been extremely flexible. And the intention is just that I have the intention to make sure that I'm going in choosing my thoughts and starting my day by design instead of default. Um, what I love the tip and why that really works about, you know, really future pacing out in a way and asking yourself whether, you know, what would happen if nothing did change? And if I didn't change, nothing will change. So what would happen in five years time if I'm still the same person? Why that works incredibly, even as a way to motivate you is because we just notice like, how humans work, we tend to create massive change in our lives when we hit rock bottom or when we're extremely uncomfortable. And that is because our brain is designed in a way that likes to avoid unfamiliarity. So if you're lacking, it's absolutely normal to kind of lack that motivation to do this type of work but asking yourself and really not just asking it out there, but closing down your eyes and really feeling into what that will feel like, that is far more uncomfortable to know that there is no change, that you'll still be, you know, suffering from your own perceived lack in life due to your mindset. That is so far more uncomfortable than actually putting in that work now. And I really do wish that more people didn't wait to hit rock bottom in their life, whether it be with their mental health and their relationships and their careers to actually create this change and do this work. It's so important now more than ever. What do you do for yourself, Emily? Like what is your kind of mindset work um, consist of on a day-to-day basis? 
Yeah, so mine sort of varies depending on like the sort of season that I'm going through. And this is something that I've really started to realize um, ever since being in business myself is that there's going to be periods of time where I'm like really heavily invested into the mechanics of business. And then there's other times where I'm going to be sitting back more and being more in flow and taking more time to rest. So my sort of self-development and, and own growth varies depending on the seasons but um you know currently i'm in a very restful season so what i'm focusing on a lot is um self-reflection a lot of self-reflection a lot of self-awareness a lot of thinking and journaling and just processing my own thoughts because right now that i'm resting i'm in a very creative sort of energy and so all of these different thoughts are flowing to me that aren't necessarily going to be coming to me when i'm hustle in the hustle and bustle of you know my busier periods but when i'm in my busier periods what i'm finding is usually that's the times when i'm um, really investing into learning from other people you know listening to lots of podcasts and reading lots of books and and all of that so it really does just vary and I guess right now as well for me a lot of the focus for my growth is on um I guess how I can start to develop my business further and and skills such as financial literacy and all of that whereas in a busier period of time when I am in flow with my business and really hustling hard it's more focused on okay self-development who can I listen to on a podcast? What self-development book can I read about leadership and all of that? So I think for everyone, it's going to be so, so different. But for me, that's sort of the flow that I've started to get into myself. Yeah, love it. Love it. Oh my God, so much fun. So Emily, let's kind of talk about your business now. We touched on the subject a little bit. And I know that the women listening in are kind of in that first year of business, wanting to grow their business, wanting to know all the tips and the juicy secrets of how to do this online. Tell me about your business journey. First of all, how long have you been in your official business for? I think you mentioned it at the beginning now that I think about it. But when did you officially launch your biz? Yeah, so I've officially been coaching since January 1st this year. So it's been five months. Um, before that, I was running my podcast for, which has been over a year now, but my podcast was, it's not something that creates an income. So it's not really business. It's more, you know, a uh, an additional way for me to provide value for people, right? Like you understand. So it's been five months officially that I've been coaching people. Amazing. And what capacity are you taking clients at the moment? Is it one-on-one? Is it group? Yeah. So both. So, um, I actually very, very, when I very first started out, I had a, uh, group program that I launched, which was a month long. And I was like, you know what, this is me just dipping my toes in, like getting a sort of feel of it. And then I realized that one-to-one is something that I really wanted to explore deeper. Cause I knew that I could develop better relationships with people and create even bigger transformations for individuals. Mm-hmm. But currently I'm actually running both. So I have, um, a group program, which is uh, more of a community space that I'm developing to provide accountability and support and encourage people to step up as leaders within themselves. And then also the one-to-one, which is obviously for people who are wanting more direct and personalized um, help with whatever it is they're working. What are some of your business tips that you would give to anyone just starting out in business? So it's been five months now uh, and it looks like you have got have had exceptional growth and to me and you know correct me if I'm wrong it sounds like it's all happened really beautifully and organically for you and that you started again with your podcast really building that audience what are some of your tips for someone listening in thinking about starting their own business maybe in that first year of business on yeah how to how to get their first few clients or how to begin booking themselves out 
Mm. So you're very much correct when you say that it's all happening very sort of in a beautiful way, which I'm so grateful for. But I would say that the reason that this is all flowing in such an aligned way is because from the beginning, the content that I was putting out, the mission that I had, it was all aligned with me. It wasn't at all connected to what anyone else was doing around me. It was all deeply connected to me and my own purpose and my own mission. And I think the biggest mistake people make when they want to dive into business is they're too fixated on, oh, they're doing this really well. I want to do that now. Or they're doing that really well. I want to incorporate that. And the reason why that they are doing well in these things is because that's what's aligned with them. So if you're going to try and duplicate what someone else is doing, it's not going to be as flowy because that's not deeply connected to you. So first and foremost is make sure whatever it is you're pursuing is in true alignment with who you are and your passions and what you enjoy and what your strengths are as well, right? Like if you enjoy what you're doing, then you're going to be so much more driven to show up for it. So that's really, really important to keep in mind. The other thing is to become committed to that vision that you have for yourself, right? Become clear on what it is you want to do and then create an unshakable amount of commitment to that thing. Focus on that thing. Become an absolute master of that thing, right? Like I always think of this example and it's like you see an Olympic sprinter, for example, they found their strength. They found their thing and they invested their all into sprinting. They didn't split their attention across volleyball and, and <laughs> snow skiing and sprinting. Yes. Such a great analogy. Exactly. Pick the thing that is in alignment with you and commit to becoming an absolute expert at that thing. Right. And was your other question how to start really finding clients or authentically and organically? Yeah. 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 So again, it comes back to that element of authenticity and staying true to yourself. If you go onto my Instagram account, one of the biggest things that I get told from people is I love how authentically you, you are like you just show up as yourself. And that is what's attracting to me, my ideal clients. They're finding me, they're aligning with me and they're coming to me because I am being so true to who I am that they connect with that and they feel drawn to that. So if you are currently going out and, and, you know, trying to mimic what everyone else is doing to attract clients because you can see it's working for them, pause for a second and actually ask yourself, am I showing up as my own authentic self? Am I providing value? This is a big one. Am I providing value to my ideal client? Like don't be aiming to sort of cater to everyone be clear on who you are and who you want to attract and then provide value to them but in an authentic way and in a way that aligns with you preach how good was that mic drop moment no so so good and so true and I think that because there are so many different ways that you can grow a business it really is and you, you have to take stock of what you like you said yes what's in alignment but also what you can physically create time and space for as well. For example, I am a mom of two boys. I run my business full-time, but in part-time hours, right? Around the clock. I can't be on every single platform all of the time, but Hey, it works for Gary V be on every single platform. You want to show up maybe one day, but for me, I really had to choose the, the platforms 
that felt the most aligned with me and where I actually enjoyed hanging out. And of course I see other platforms like that shiny object syndrome that we have and go, Oh, but that is working for that person. And, Oh, you know, especially at the beginning, podcasting is such a journey. It takes a, it takes a while to build your audience and you build everything as like, yeah, like that compound interest. Again, everything builds your strategies build over time. You can't, create the perfect podcast either overnight. You know, there's things like establishing your equipment later down the track. Then there's things like making sure that you have a really great way of asking people proactively to review and rate your podcast. Then there is including really fantastic links that then link them back to your newsletter list. But if you try to do all of those things overnight whilst building an audience, you will feel the sense of like, I'm failing or like I'm, I'm not doing all of the things. So I love how you said choose the one thing and stick with it and commit to it and don't give up until it is done um until it is working until you have reached that goal with it because we do tend to in business just go oh done this for a couple of months doesn't seem to mm. vibe doesn't seem to work instead of actually looking at it and finding out why and perfecting it and mastering it we then just quickly turn to something else thinking that that's going to be the thing and we do that with everything right like we do that with diets a diet culture i tried keto that didn't work let's do paleo that didn't work i'll just be a vegan that didn't work like no it, it's the results aren't going to come overnight but tune into how you feel doing it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Exactly that. And like another tip as well for anyone who's at the start of their own business journey is don't be scared to invest in yourself and actually get help, right? Like seek a business coach, seek a mentor, because this is something that I actually did from the very, very beginning. I was like, yes, I want to save my time and get results quicker because I'm such a big believer that time is the one resource you're never going to get back. And if you are serious about wanting to grow and scale your business, then why not go all in from the beginning and get yourself up and running from a strong start? So that would be another tip to give as well is don't hold yourself back because you're scared to invest in yourself and your own business. Mm. I spoke about this on another podcast literally a couple of days ago where I said like when we have a goal, especially if it's a business goal in mind, whether it's an income or something we want to achieve, but then we, and then we know what we need to do in order to get that. And it, that involves an investment, whether that is investing in a course that's going to teach you how to do that, whether it's investing in a coach that's going to help you get there, whether it's investing like again in equipment or software or whatever it is. When we say no to that, we're actually projecting out to the universe and broadcasting the energy of actually, no, I'm not. Because mm -hmm. if you were congruent in your self-belief that that was inevitable for you and that you were committed to no matter what manifesting that in your life, then why wouldn't you hire the coach, purchase the course, get the software, right? Or the program mm -hmm. or whatever it is that you need to you just would, it'd be a no brainer because you know, the investment's going to be returned. So when you're saying no to investing in yourself in business, you are actually energetically blocking yourself from creating what it is that you want to create in the time frame and, and the goal and the income goal that you're wanting to work towards. So I couldn't agree with you more. Exactly. 
Emily, this has been so much fun. I want to ask you, what would be the advice that you would give yourself just starting out in business? And I know it wasn't that long ago, but I know for sure that in the last five months, you would have already had some epic lessons. So even if you were to share one with us, what would it be? Yeah, definitely. The biggest one for me is give yourself time to rest and create boundaries for yourself, right? Because I'm someone who's very like, I get very enthusiastic about things and I just want to go, 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 go and like not stop. But that's what's going to lead to burnout. And what I'm learning is that I have phases where I get really intensely into business, into client calls, all of this. And if I let my boundaries slip, I end up crashing. And when you crash, that holds you back from being able to show up and be present in your business, be present for your clients. So the biggest lesson I would give myself at the very start of my journey is set strong boundaries, commit to them and give yourself time to rest and enjoy life because your life isn't entirely shaped around your business. Your business should be shaped around your life instead. Amen. Amen. I love that. And it's such an easy sort of uh, thing to fall into and trap to fall into when you do start your own business, especially online and on your own. We're always on our phones, always on our laptops. And you know what I always say to my clients, the work is never ending. Like you will never complete your to-do list without there being another five, 10 things you could add on. And I know that even when I feel like I've completed my quote unquote to-do list, that if I have a spare few hours in my day, I could quite easily come up with another 100 that I that, that are not necessities. And I'm like, where did I get them from? How was I not doing that before? So just know that. And I love how you said, you know, you're building your business and your business is here to support your life. And I'm really passionate about that. Your life isn't your business. So make sure that you have boundaries around that and that you're enjoying the journey and that you're, you're creating that fun and that success in your life. Now life gets to feel successful now, not just when you, you know, achieve these perceived goals that you're wanting to achieve some in some distant future. So really, really great. Even mindset shifts in that. So great, Emily, where can people find you? Where do you hang out? How can they find out about working with you? Yeah. So I, nice and simple. I'm empower with M on all platforms. So my podcast is empower with M. My Instagram handle is empower with M. Um, and I mostly hang out on Instagram. So if you want to get in touch with me, um, just shoot me a DM. I love meeting new people and always connecting that way. So good. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time today. It has been such a fun episode to record so many amazing nuggets of wisdom in there and some really great mindset shifts that I know are going to help women listening in and any men, if there are any men, it's probably just my dad listening in. (laughs) You're really proud of her day. Amazing. Thank you so much. I love that so much too, because my dad's literally always listening to my (laughs) Thanks for having me. No problems at all, hun. Bye. Hold up, girlfriend. Before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com.
gmail.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goffs and tag your girlfriends because you know they're friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. Or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode.